0: We have Hannah, and we were meant to have Emily, but Emily's not here, but that's okay because we've got Hannah, and Hannah makes up for the fact that Emily's not here from Twice the Health, I'm very, very excited to have them on because we've got so many things to talk about.
1: Thanks so much for having me. Yes, Emily is on her way to a little staycation, so I've told her to put everything away, shut down, go offline for a few days, um, so she's doing just that, but she's very sad she can't be here.
0: Well, she's obviously not listening to you because she sent me a voice note.
1: Outrageous. Outrageous. <laughs> They're
0: not the best to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess, I mean, I guess it'd be really good to kind of talk to you about. There's so many reasons why we want you on the podcast. I mean, I've loved you guys for ages. I remember, I think, when I first got onto Instagram and this is about three years ago, I had no idea what Instagram was. I had no idea what people were doing. I just kept putting these pictures up and I didn't really know what was going on. Like, I just had no idea. And then, um obviously, I started being asked to go on quite a few podcasts because Orthorexia had just come out as a book and everybody was talking about it. And uh, I suppose that then I started to realize that social media was a thing. Until that point, I honestly had no idea what social media was, <laughs> like, literally no idea I was clueless Hannah would say I'm still clueless but I was particularly clueless at that point um but I remember like seeing your you got you guys on there and your content and I loved it I was like I really like these girls like they are being sensible they're being responsible they have this same love of running that I have um and I I just I just really liked you guys and I think I just reached out and just said hey I think you're great and I wasn't expecting an answer back and I got, hey, we think you're great too. And that was really lovely because I was like, oh, they know who I am. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's kind of how it started, I think. Is, is that right? Is that how you remember it,
1: Han? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we knew a lot, of, uh, a lot about you and... We'd heard about you from friends, and from and, and Hazel, had spoken so highly of you. And, um, and so when you reached out, we were like, "Oh, hello! <laughs> she knows who we are." Uh, and also, you know by now that you can never stop us talking. So any opportunity to talk to someone, especially someone who's as passionate about running as we are, is one that we are going to snatch up straight away.
2: So yeah. could you tell us a bit more about Twice the Health? Maybe to dive straight into that. Right. Yeah,
1: definitely so twice the health started about five and a half years ago maybe a little bit more than that um i wish i could say twice the health started in the same responsible manner that we like or hope that we have now but sadly it did not um we both i moved to london and um emily and i met at uni so when i moved to london i basically spent the first six months convincing emily to move with me eventually she did so we moved into a little house in clapham and actually both worked, not in fitness um, and we're both still running and and super passionate about it and we've done a lot more strength training at university having both had quite a um, heavy running background. Anyway, I got a call one day from my mum who said Judith, who's one of her really good friends, works for this charity, and she's got two places for London Marathon. Do you guys want to do it? And really well know, I did not think about this answer. I just said yes. Um, with no real sort of concept as to how far a marathon was, I was an 800-meter runner, and sort of, you know, anything more than that, 5K was really far. Um, and looking back on it now, and, and it's all, you know, relevant, but relative, sorry, but um, looking back on it now, that was a very silly move for me. But anyway, I said yes, and I rang Emily, and I said, guess what? We're doing London Marathon. How cool is that? And she was like, you know that London Marathon is in 10 weeks. And I was like, yeah. She was like, and we currently can barely run 5K. I was like, yeah, be are fine. You just run more. So that's what we did. Um, and we started twice the health as a crash course to marathon training. Um, crash course it was because about two weeks in, I'm sorry, Chris, you're going to literally wince at the sound of this, but two weeks in, obviously Hannah got injured um and went to get an mri scan and actually got <laughs> this is really bad but went, got got to the mri place and they were like yeah sure and um, we just pay for it now it's 480 pounds and i was like absolutely not not having an mri nope that's fine i'll just not run so walked straight back out of the mri center and um and continued to train on a spin bike um for my long runs i just do two spin classes which doesn't really transfer to running to a marathon but you know off i went anyway um i ran the london marathon i actually got a text from my dad literally as i was about to start saying wherever you end up i'll pick you up i was like thanks mate like real real belief in me finishing this um anyway we did london marathon and it was fantastic Looking back on it, absolutely the most painful marathon I've ever done. Um, it was really hard. I kept getting cramp, and um, my body was just not conditioned to run for that many hours. Um, but we, you know, we ran a decent time. We we were very happy, and and then we didn't run for about six months, um, and <laughs> just kind of fell out of love with it a little bit but continued to talk about strength training and and twice the health just kind of grew from there. We were very much in the right place at the right time. I still believe that. Um, we got very lucky with a few cool partnerships. Um, and, and we continued to kind of tap in and out of running until we made the decision to run the Grand Canyon rim to rim. So Emily's dad lived in Arizona, something she'd always wanted to do. We'd actually hiked it the year before we did the marathon. I think Emily will to tell me this is all wrong but anyway we hiked the canyon at some point um it was absolutely horrific I was vegetarian for some reason at that point and I remember getting to the bottom and everyone had these chicken sausages and I had a spinach and rice burger and I was like hmm this is gross <laughs> uh but anyway stuck to my vegetarian you know she's gonna go vegetarian it lasted about three and a half weeks um and but it was it was really really hard um but you know we kind of forgot all of that and thought yeah let's run it and so i'm not even going to try and guess the year because i'll get it wrong but we ran the grand canyon from rim to rim which is 50 kilometers and it was incredible and that just really reignited our love with running and from then on we kind of planned to do a 50 kilometer route every year um that lasted two years before. Again, Trice the Health just kind of continued to grow and we got lots of opportunities to do various races and, and it was better for the business. Um, so we would like to pick that up again one day, but we did the Great Great Ocean Road and the Great Wall of China in those two years and, and they were incredible experiences. Um, and I think probably what ignited certainly my love for ultra running. Um, since then, very sort of long story short, um, Shockingly, you'll be surprised to know, I never really picked up on the injury that was, that stopped me training for the marathon. I just assumed it was fixed because marathons fix everything. Um, but over the years, we, we started our run club, We Are Runners, which is now all over the UK, which is, which is super exciting. And, and we've, over the last two years, I feel that we've really made twice the health what we want it to be. And that has actually involved us taking slightly different directions. Uh, Emily sort of more down the triathlon path. She's very, very strong at that. And myself sort of veering back to where we first began with with slightly longer stuff. I did eventually four years later, get the diagnosis of a stress fracture, (laughs) which they think was actually from way back when, um, and had just over time slowly started to rear its ugly head. Um, but anyway, did actually sensibly rehab it once I'd learned a little bit more about how I should do these things. And um, and so far, Touchwood, it's never it's never caused any issues since. And yeah, so that's where we're at now with myself.
2: There's a nice innocence there, isn't there? Like yeah. of like of, of a, how most people get into running, right? Like it's a, it's a nice idea. Like I give it a crack. Like why not? And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like. It's just, it's knowing what you're embarking on. And obviously you had that wonderful thing is with you. The different story with you is obviously you had that 800 meter kind of uh, as an athlete, you already built that kind of, you already had that level of foundation and that kind of confidence, that confidence there already that you knew that you could probably just get it done. You're going to suffer a bit, but you've got to get it done. But as I said, that's how we all start. And I think that's probably, I mean, is that kind of the community you kind of work with? Like, is it a lot of, is it more, is it more kind of female oriented? Is it a younger crowd? What sort of community do you have?
1: I think it's, it's a bit of a weird one, to be honest, because I think it's continually changing. Um, when Emily, I, I do still think that, let's say the majority of our runners, 60, 65%, are probably in your more 10K half marathon mark. But um As we focused a little bit more on triathlon earlier this year and when Emily did her half Ironman, we definitely attracted a lot of, we always used to joke that our cycling club was kind of runners who wanted to get into triathlon. And so I think we sort of attracted a slightly bigger triathlon crowd. And now with, I know we're going to touch on this later, but with companies like X and our close alignment to them, these kind of adventure races are becoming so much more accessible to people. And I think we have... Five or six runners from our, our Run Strong program and four or five paces doing Ultra X England and then a handful of other people we know that have probably kind of come through twice the health to take on this this incredible challenge. So I think it's constantly changing and it kind of changes as we do. And, and that's really exciting, the fact that we can always tap into more people. Um, I don't think you need to be sort of way back when I was an 800 and 1500 meter runner and that's what I did and now I just think it's about what you enjoy at the time and right now Emily is loving triathlon and right now I'm loving the longer distance run stuff so those are the kind of kind of tribes we're going to attract I guess because our passion sits there that's not to say later down the line I might not want to run a fast marathon or a fast 5k or whatever and maybe that attracts a slightly different audience but I think we're just kind of with rolling with it and and the more people that we can inspire the better. So.
0: And I, and I guess that brings us really nicely on to kind of how, I mean, obviously initially I came and did some stuff with you guys at twice the health, I did your run club, which was really fun. Um, and we did some really, really, really good talks. Like we talked a lot about sort of red S and, um, how, how we have to be mindful that it's a thing. Um, and then actually on that you came to me, which was, um, completely out of the blue. I wasn't expecting it. And I think this is, I really want people to understand that um, Hannah definitely doesn't have a problem with food at all. Hannah can eat very, very well. Um, And I have spent many weekends with her. Um, I think between us, we're good. We're good role models for that point of view. However, it's a really good example of... um, where red S is something that is involuntary. So, you know, we, we've spoken a lot on our podcast, especially in series one, series two, and we were really talking to you guys about what red S was. And we've always said there are two types. There's the the voluntary, which tends to have that very sort of dysfunctional relationship with food. Um, it's very disordered and it's got a big psychological element, which is a, what a lot of you I know come to me for. But we do get a handful of individuals and athletes who also um have involuntary reds where they just simply didn't realize how much fuel they needed for the work they were doing and and that was Hannah you sort of came to me and you're like you know I know this might seem a bit weird but I've lost my period um I'm I'm really not sure why because I eat really well um know, can you help type thing
1: yeah I think it was I, I always say this whenever I speak to anyone about it and it's not something I've openly spoke about loads only because I would never want someone to think I'm kind of woe is me and this happened and blah, 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 because it really wasn't like that. If anything, I see it as a massive learning curve. Um, and I was incredibly, incredibly fortunate to have you as a close friend who I could drop an email to at that time, I think, and, and just say, Hey, this is where I'm at. Now going back to sort of where it started or where I was at. Um, I was training for a race called race to the stones, which was my first ultra marathon hundred kilometers in one day. And, um, and we'd obviously gradually increase my mileage, but it was at probably the highest it had ever been. And I was out in Arizona and we had our sort of big training block when I was out there. So the, the kind of probably two of the biggest weeks that we had. And and I noticed that my period didn't come. And I didn't really think a huge amount of, of it because I thought, well, maybe it's flying. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's all of these things. My body is just a little bit out of whack. And I thought, I'll let it go this month and, and I'll, you know, I'll pick it up. I'll, I'll like look at it again if, if it continues anyway second month came and, and it didn't come again and i've always been very regular i've never had any issues with that so i just dropped really a message and i said probably silly but you know i haven't had my period for two months and it's never happened before and uh, this is where i'm at what i'm training for etc cetera, etc cetera. and they do understand that this kind of stress in the body can cause some kind of imbalances with hormones and i just want to make sure that it's nothing serious so you very kindly sat down with me and, um, and I did some blood tests with fourth and I, we went through my whole food diary and the, the thing that you sort of picked out on, which I just hadn't thought about at all was, uh, the company I worked for at the time, fresh fitness food had just launched a vegetarian package and lots of the food was super delicious. I had, I was not vegetarian at the time, but I was getting a lot of vegetarian meals, the way fresh fitness food works. And the reason I'm touching on this is because I think it's maybe a mistake that, a lot of people could, could fall into making is the way fresh fitness food works is it's based on protein carbohydrate and fat um, requirements in the meals so vegeta- vegetarians <laughs> are in fact a carbohydrate and so a lot of the carbohydrates in those meals were coming from vegetables as opposed to previously with the sort of meat-based meals there was a lot of rice a lot of pasta a lot of grains and so I was just missing out on sort of a big chunk of complex carbohydrates without even realizing it I was eating the same amount of food and I didn't get a specific sort of allowance or allowance as such of of calories from fresh fitness food I just got meals I liked and I ate around those as and when I needed to um but I was missing out on a big chunk of, of sort of complex carbohydrates. And I remember you saying to me, just cook a big batch of rice and just add like a handful or two to every single meal. Uh, and that's basically what I did. And I think just over two months later, uh, actually maybe three months later, by the time I'd have not had the second one, um, I got my period back and, and, it, and we, we did have a look at my hormones and there was a few things that were just slightly out of whack, but nothing kind of super red flagish. So we, we assumed that it was that and I got my period back in the middle of an ultramarathon in the desert. So I officially out ate an ultramarathon.
0: I always find that so funny. It's a bit like um, one of our guests that we're speaking to next week, and I know she's going to touch on the same thing. But yeah, I mean, I remember getting that message from you. She's Like, yeah, guess what? I got my period back. I was like, excellent. I was like, are you not out in the desert? And she's like, yeah. I was like, awesome. Means we've nailed that nutrition. Like we've absolutely nailed it. So I guess the reason why I wanted you to, to to talk about it is because there are going to be lots of people out there like yourself who probably don't just don't realize. And I, th- I think the other thing that we picked up on with you is that your life was so busy and it is busy. You know, like you do train and and you know, you train well and you you do have structure around your training, but you also live in London and this is something I definitely see with people that come from London where You're commuting a lot by foot or you're commuting a lot by bike. And so there's a lot of extra um, energy being used that you're just not maybe conscious of that you're actually using. I know when I was training, um, when I got my first job as a dietitian, I was on my feet all day, like literally running around the wards all day. I never sat down and then I was walking to and from work. Um, and that was probably the time when for me, that was when I was noticing that I wasn't as regular with my menstruation because of the same thing, because I just hadn't appreciated what I needed to. And that wasn't me even exercising. That was just being on my feet all day. So I think it's something we want to highlight. Right. Because it, it is something that, again, if you think about some of the people we work with, their jobs are going to be contributing to that imbalance.
2: Yeah, You know, when uh, doctors say it's normal and they say, you know, like we know that at the moment. the the common thing messages it's normal yeah you lose it and you'll get it back and stuff and like we don't want to i mean that's 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 true for a lot of like busy professional women like yourself um it's you're 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 busy you have lead busy lives you're an active woman you know like it's good you're gonna dip in and out sometimes but it's that ability to kind of get you know come back out of it so quickly and that obviously shows that your body was in a you know pretty good place it was just you just in a slight deficit and then you came back out but you know, there's a big difference, isn't there, between, you know, what we, obviously, the individual we work with and yourself, where you're kind of very aware of kind of probably what where you're going wrong and a slight adjustment, a, a quick email, a quick message, and you're bang, you know, two months and you're out of it. So it's kind of this whole thing where right now, this, the current status quo is where a lot of doctors and things are kind of saying, don't worry about it too much, where we know it's something that we really do need to work or be aware of. But is that it's on that spectrum, isn't it? And obviously, you know, you're at the other end of that spectrum where you could just kind of come out of it pretty quickly so it's yeah. yeah it's an interesting one
0: but i think i think that's the thing is that in 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 this instance with with han it wasn't a conscious decision to no. try and restrict her intake whereas the people we work with it's a conscious decision to try and lose weight or to try and you know to try not to eat as much or or to overtrain. Yeah, and and it's a very different but i think i think it's just important to understand that the symptoms are quite similar but it's very very different in how you end up treating it
2: and it's okay to innocently kind of drop out yeah. and lose it and then okay oh yeah look, you know and it pop back in but that's that's generally not the type of kind of people we find ourselves working with is it no it's no. i
0: mean i mean i think Han's probably one of a handful of individuals that i've worked with where it really was just by accident you know it wasn't so, you
1: know and, and i did say this at the beginning but we're by by kind of nature of, of the things that we do and, and Renie, I'm definitely going to put you in this, in this bracket. Like we think we're invincible and we think if something goes wrong or oh, it'll pass or we'll just kind of like, you know, give it a few weeks or whatever. And I do honestly think if I hadn't known Rini at the time, then I probably would have let it go on a lot longer than I did. And because I just, I wouldn't have known, I probably maybe would have gone to my doctor maybe, But at the same time, I probably would have written it off as stress or just the fact I was in a big training week and it'll come back. And I think it's so important with what you guys are doing and, and, you know, what we as a team are doing to to put, put it out there and make people more aware that they do need to reach out and they do need to seek advice. Because I hold my hands up and say, I really don't think I would have done if I hadn't had such easy access to you, because I just wouldn't have seen it as a huge problem. And I think so many people have this kind of like oh I'll, I'll get it when i need it like you know when i want to have a baby then, I, then i'll get my period back or whatever and yeah. it just doesn't work like that like i i mean i know only a tiny tiny smidgen of stuff you've t- told me but i know enough to know that that just isn't the case and if anyone right now is listening whether whatever end of the spectrum you sit at it's so important to reach out and just to see where you're at and it might be nothing it might just be you know where I was at and I was slightly, you know, imbalanced and slightly in a deficit, as you said, but it's just not worth leaving to kind of play out.
2: As you said, if had you not, had you not had those like that network around you, the education there, you would have kind of innocently just kind of carried on and potentially dug a deeper hole which would have meant a longer timeline, which would have meant more anxiety, more stress, more kind of that vicious circle, which, you know, like that's kind of the a similar journey to probably a lot of our listeners and a lot of people we work with, but it's completely innocent to start with, potentially. But then, and then obviously then it spirals a little bit. But again, when you know, you know. When you don't, you don't, right? And a lot of people over the last, well, probably in the last five years, it's really started to shift. But before that, people just it was just accepted, right? Like it yeah. was just a normal, a normal thing, but it, we now know differently.
0: Yeah. And I, again, that brings us really nicely onto the fact, you know, you mentioned the team and mm. Hannah is very much the team. She is very much my right-hand woman. Um, Hannah, do you want to explain your role within the team and also then how we've brought Emily in and how we're now all working together um, because it's really exciting. And I know I know that our listeners and our followers on Instagram jointly have been really excited about the collaboration and 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 it'll be nice to kind of hear as well. Again, I mean, I know you've had your own personal experience but you have also now seen more and more and more with the work that we do. Um, so I know you've taken some of that into some of your other jobs as well. So it'd be nice to kind of hear what you've, yeah, learned from us and, and uh, yeah, talk about the team. Who are we?
1: <laughs> so um, I think it was the beginning of this year. Um, Emily Young. So there's two Emilys.
0: Yes, bit confusing. yeah.
1: <laughs> but um, but she'll be happy to be referred to as Northern Emily, I'm sure. Uh, Emily Young and I um, sort of started a, a little kind of project, I guess, um, to support some brands with with some marketing. Uh, and Rini was our first client, and and we were so lucky to have her because she put up with a lot of um a lot of kind of early on issues and ironing ironing things out, but um we started supporting reading with her social media and um and content creation uh- and then it's just kind of grown and grown and grown. So, um, we've become more involved in, in, team Renee McGregor so much so that Emily is now, uh, one of the nutritionists and absolutely loves it. I think, honestly, I think it's sort of the best thing that could have happened to her. She's grown so much in confidence and she's really started to recognize what she wants to do and where she wants to take her kind of nutrition or, or dietitian career. Um, she's actually going back to university in September, which is incredibly, incredibly exciting. And I'm just not sure she would have had the confidence to do that without being a part of team Renee McGregor. So there's been a massive kind of growth element for her. And also for me, and I think it gave Capture Connect, which is my Nemily's little business, um, a real kind of lift off the ground. And and it gave us the confidence to know that actually what we were doing was good. And we were making, you know, reenie who was our first client happy, and, and also being able to take a lot of pressure off reenie because when we first came on, we knew how hard Rini worked but I'm not sure we really knew how hard Rini worked and she was like a headless chicken um doing everything and and as you guys probably know as listeners this what Rini does is so is so special and she really is and I often say this kind of I believe one of the best in what she does and she's so passionate about what she does and and she's, you know, helped me as, as we know. And so we were so, so proud to be a part of this team that really was making a difference to people's lives. And, and some of, I mean, we've seen some of the messages that come in, we've seen some of the cases that come in and and cases is a horrible word because it's people, but they are incredibly, incredibly shocking and incredibly sad. Now, you know, not quite on such a, such a, I guess, serious scale, but we see a lot of this. We see a lot of um, people who perhaps are struggling with their relationship with exercise or struggling with their relationship with food. We're in an industry that that highlights it um, quite a lot. And, and running, sadly, tends to be sort of something that people go to when they're trying to lose weight, when they're trying to kind of burn more energy so they can earn food. It's a very kind of high calorie burning activity. And so we see a lot of people, whether it's coming to run clubs or reaching out to us on social. Um, I'll, I'll never forget. And this, we don't get many things like this at all because I don't think we're very controversial as a brand. <laughs> uh, we tend to sit on the fence a little bit, but, um, as an individual, I am naturally very, very small. Um, my mum, who really has met, is is even smaller than me. So I, I think I probably get it from her. Now I train pretty hard and and I run I run a lot and I do a lot of strength um now that I've you know had the stress fracture. Um and and so I, I do try and, and put on muscle and and more often than not i succeed but as soon as my run volume comes up which it often has to if i'm doing these longer distance races i just don't hold on to muscle um i don't think my body is naturally supposed to hold on to muscle i think i'm naturally probably supposed to be a little bit smaller than i sit at usually just my my body shape and when i first started training for ultras last year i did drop quite a lot of muscle and i looked a bit smaller um And we had maybe two or three people message me or message us asking how I'd lost weight. Um, now that is not something I was striving for at all. And I don't think there's anything wrong with having a weight loss goal if it, if it's a healthy weight loss goal, but it was definitely not something I was striving for. And it it kind of shocked me that people were there and were kind of inspired by my accidental weight loss to want to lose weight themselves. Uh, And I actually found it really sad. Um, because, I wasn't unhealthy, I didn't look unhealthy at the time, but I was smaller. And I, I don't think that that was not a goal of mine. And it made me quite sad to think that that's people's goals is, is just to get smaller. Um, unless there's a purpose behind that. I just think it's, it can be quite a dangerous behavior, kind of to follow. Um, but it, it's definitely resonated with me and and the more people that we see come in and, and again, really will definitely vouch for this. I have, sort of the sympathy slash empathy slash sort of emotional level of a cornflake. Um, so I'm not very good at at understanding these situations, but I can definitely recognise them. And I'm so proud to be able to be part of a team that hopefully can support these people on the journey that they're going through. I'm I just I just don't get it, which is a very ignorant thing of me to say, but I really don't. I, I can kind of understand People who eat too much, because I, I can understand wanting to eat all the time. Um, but I just can't understand the other end of the spectrum. I wish I I wish I could, and I hope in years to come that I can kind of understand it more and, and and show more compassion. But I'm so proud to be part of a team that is actually speaking to these people, offering these people a hand, supporting these people, and hopefully, you know, in as I said, in years to come we as a team can support more and more people, not just in the UK, but, but nationwide and, and have more clinics and have more dietitians, and, and more people like Em and, and like Chris, who can work in special areas to actually educate these people on what their relationship with exercise should look like and what their relationship with food should look like. And when, as and when over the last, I raised seven months, eight months, Rini has invited us to become more heavily involved with the business. We've said, you know, absolutely yes and, and jumped in at whatever opportunity we can because it's something I'm so passionate about. And if we can use our platform to, I mean, don't think we need to do it anymore because Rooney is growing, you know, exponentially as we go. But if we can use our platform to kind of alleviate what Rooney does and, and reach more people, then then Twice the Health and Team Rooney McGregor, you know, will continue to work and Capture Connect (laughs) We'll continue to work um, closely as long as we possibly can.
2: Might be a good point, actually, just to sort of explain who and what that team looks like because, obviously, you're you. I'm me, yep. And, obviously, we now know, and, obviously, most of you guys know what I do. Obviously, I'm kind of the strength training side of things, but we've got some amazing individuals who have been on the podcast, and I think some of the listeners might want to know, like, what that team looks like and, obviously, what Hannah's talking about here.
0: Okay, so... This is an exclusive. We can talk about Team Maria McGregor, um, which has only really come into play probably over the last few months that we've all come but together. It's, had to though, hasn't it? it's, it's kind of had yeah. to because it's yeah. such a
2: complex. As, as Hannah was saying, like it's 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 not easy to work and comprehend because it's such a complex. You know, complex people we're working with. There, yeah. there's no one person. No, no, never could one person do everything right. And, so,
0: and I'm gonna say, like. A lot of you would have heard James, the very first person we had on series three, Mm. um, who is my mentor and I'm sure he would, he would put his hand up here and say, well, he has said this to me. He said, I'm really proud of you because I have finally learned to trust now. That seems like a very weird thing to say, but as I've just said, we've just said these individuals that we're working with are incredibly, um, well, they're quite poorly. And they're complex. And I have worked very, very hard to understand and get my knowledge to a certain level and support these individuals. And I do get good outcome and and I'm very aware of that. And I know I'm, you know, I have no qualms in saying I'm good at my job. I, I know I am. But when you then get to a point where there's so much demand on you that it's literally starting to impact you, which is where I had got to probably about probably a year ago, I was going to say, but I managed to keep pushing forwards Um, and it was starting to affect me and my ability to do best practice. I knew I had to start bringing other people in. And obviously that's where you came in quite a lot, Chris, because it was quite easy to, because we're in the same clinic, it was easy just to kind of discuss things and you just got it because of Polly, I think you just got it. And it was really nice to have someone to go Oh yeah, yeah, no, I, I I recognize that and then be able to support people. And then obviously we've always worked alongside Dr. K so Nikki, who we've had on the podcast, and she's always been a very big support as well in um and her passion for the same, you know, for the same individuals is is really, really high. But we did get to the point at the end of last year where I was like, I I still can't manage this alone. And so this is where I started talking to to. Her, to, to Han and and then you mentioned the Capture Connect and I was like oh my god if you can take the social media stuff off my my plate that would be amazing and and I just want to make it really clear guys like when I say off my plate Han and M do a fantastic job but I still very much are involved in the content it's not like they suddenly write everything for me because I think people think that's what's happening that's not the case um I'm still very much th- the the writer should we say but they're very very good at um putting it out there, they make it look pretty, they help me manage um what's coming in, they they work with all the partnerships because it's the things I just don't have time to do. So they help me to um align with the right brands um and and also, you know, put out the right kind of image. So that's that's very much what they do. Um and we also have loads of other ideas that we're constantly talking about. Um we've actually got a team day coming up soon. I just don't think we're gonna get anything done. But anyway, that's a whole different story. So yeah, we have we have <laughs> we have Han and Han and M who are very much um I guess digital content, but as I said, Han also acts um a little bit more like my right-hand woman does a lot of my um well, does a lot of discussions for me. <laughs> Basically, when I can't be on a call because I'm with clients, and that's the thing. I am trying to prioritize my time with clients. This is
2: the thing, right? Like this is the biggest thing is that you're actually on on the ground on the front yeah. line. And to do, and Hannah, as you said, when you first came across Rini, and we saw you realised to try and do so, you know, run social media to try and be a presence, and actually deal with seven, eight, nine clients a day, helping actually helping people on the front line. It's impossible, and it's you're always going to break in that kind of following that. That's why, obviously, when you came in, it's, it's changed there, and it's you've allowed her to kind of use her, well, speak her voice, like, yeah. and now obviously now you're a better clinician as a, as a result. Yeah
0: because I've got more time and I can do what I need to do with the clients and and Han's really good she's you know like when we have requests from the media from BBC from whatever we have we have so many things coming up so much exciting stuff to talk to you guys about um Han Han is the person that can kind of be that front line and talks to them and gets it all sorted and then just tells me right you're going to go and do that on that day and I'm like okay cool I can do that that's that's brilliant so obviously we've got, we got Emma got Han, we've got you, Chris, and you and I do a lot of work together. I mean, everybody knows what we do. We're, we're basically talking pretty much every single day, mm. <laughs> um, all the time. A bit like me and Han as well, actually. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm kind of talking a lot. Um, we then have M, as in M. Kier, who's the other half of Twice the Health, Rory Brown, um, Bernadette Dancy, who was on the podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, Alex Chapman. these are our four practitioners um and you will get to meet Rory and Alex as well in due course um but they all got different specialities so that's the bit I want you guys to understand is that yes we're not all dietitians um we're we're all coming from slightly different backgrounds but I have handpicked these individuals for a reason because they are specialists in their own areas and They're all supervised by myself and we also do a lot of interdisciplinary supervision as well. So we're all supporting each other. Bernadette and Alex have much more of a psychological background. And so they're always helping us. And so what normally happens is that clients come in, they usually get me Rory or M first in terms of we, we try and um, get them physically well. And Chris kind of weaves in and out of that as well, kind of trying to get these individuals physically very, very well. Um, and when we get them to a point, not necessarily where they're completely physically well, but we get to a point where we're like, okay, now we need to start trying to integrate you back into your sport, back into your lives, but much more resilient and robust. That's where Bernie and Alex come in. So we have a really lovely system that is that goes on. Um, and then we um, also also have Dr. K. So there's there's myself and, and Nikki who do the Inspire Clinic, which has always been about Reds, but we're getting a lot of um, women wanting to fall pregnant. It's become more of a fertility clinic than a, than a red clinic, but that's cool. Cause we are, we are getting a lot of pregnancies in the clinic and that's fantastic. So that, yeah, we've had three, three since we started. So that's mm. pretty good Four if we include Polly. Mm. So uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's not bad going. And yeah, you know, Rosie, you will all meet Rosie cause she's actually on next week's podcast. Um, but yeah, she is our education lead. I would say she's taking over train brave, um, social media and she's, we've got all sorts of projects lined up. Um, I'm very excited for you guys to meet her and hear her story. She is brilliant. Um, also a runner. Mm. I mean, there does seem to be a theme generally in the team that there are all the women are runners and all the men are not is the general theme. Um, and then also then we have a media, uh, we have an admin team as well that basically, without them, the whole system would just fall apart. But we do have an admin team as well. So yeah, we are growing. It is... it's,
2: it's fun. And it's, it's exciting, because obviously, for us, as we integrate, and we talk about individuals, you know, clients, and we, you realize quite quickly that you it's not you coming to the end of your end of your work with someone, but you know that they don't just need so for me for instance for me like giving them a training structure and allowing them to to work on their weaknesses to sort of get over their injuries to allow them to do it's not enough right like that you know they need that to, to refocus elsewhere you know what's their work life look like what does their family life look like there's so many other variables that we have to consider and that's where obviously you need team you need a team around you that multidisciplinary team mm. to kind of fall back on and also deliver the message in coming from different different angles um, and in different ways, for because obviously everyone resonates differently with different people. So yeah, it's very powerful.
0: And and I think I think the the big message that we're trying to get across, and and again, girls are doing a fantastic job on social media. But the big thing we're trying to get across is reds, eating disorders, overtraining, female health. It's complex, and there are a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. I know you and I have had this discussion quite a lot, um, Han. But there's a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. They don't have a really full understanding of it, but yet they want to put their, their, their they want to do something because it's, it's very popular. It's very common at the moment to talk about it. But it's really complex. And I guess what I, why I'm saying that is this is why our clinic is, is so successful. It's not just the fact they work with me. It's the fact that we will attack it from all angles so that the individual that leaves is a stronger, more robust, more resilient, character that can go on and really enjoy their life you know they go out there and and they live life
1: yeah and and I think you know like we've said so two areas touch on there the first is that everyone in the team has has different strengths and different kind of abilities to connect with different people we touched on uh the pregnancies and obviously um we've got a like a, a real kind of variety of people who are all able to tap into different individuals and connect with them differently. We've got obviously Rosie who's fantastic and and has been kind of supporting on Train Brave and, and I remember the first time I met Rosie, I felt like I'd known her for, for you know 10 years. She's she's so easy to connect with and, and such a fantastic part of the team. Um and and the other thing I wanted to touch on is that in that same sentence is that like you say, we cover all bases and everyone has different specialities. but the way people are step kind of jumping onto this bandwagon. And and I think because it's searchable, because it's cool. And lots of people are talking about it right now, but it's actually okay not to know, and it's okay not to get it. And it's okay not to completely understand what these people are going through. And I think people are so scared to kind of admit that and to admit that, that perhaps they just don't know. And that whether you've suffered or not, I think, you know, as I said, I hold my hands up and and I want to be able to connect with these people better. I want to be able to understand what they're going through. But as an individual, and we all have different kind of strengths and weaknesses, one of my weaknesses is the fact that I'm not very good at, at kind of connecting with people on like an emotional level um and and that's okay that doesn't make me a bad person that doesn't mean that you know i don't get what's going on in society or or understand issues that are going on in, in the industry that i'm in it just means i have i have more to learn and i think people just need to be a little bit better at recognizing that and knowing knowing their limits and knowing when to kind of hand over to someone else and seek support from someone else and that goes for, you know, talking about this very complex kind of array of subjects to, you know, reaching out when I needed you for help and and just accepting that we don't know everything and we're not supposed to know everything and allowing people who do know, you know, know in that area or have knowledge in that area, have expertise in that area to have the voice when it's theirs.
0: Yeah, And, 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 and you know, we've had so many discussions, you'll say, oh, we've had this request, what do you think? And I'll say, not my area. And I'm really good at saying it's not my area. It's not something I particularly know about. I don't want to put myself out there because why would I? I don't. There's other people that can do that.
2: I tell you what, actually, thinking about that, um, at those upcoming guests, there's a really one, that kind of a nice uh, correlation there because talking about Hannah's influence on your on the business, and getting your message out there, and how well and what a great job you've you know, you've done of that. Because we've got a guest next week who has never actually worked with you face to face, but yet has completely reversed everything by simply being a follower, which in this day and age is uh, is, is is really exciting. So I'm, I'm really excited to talk to her, actually, because I'm aware of her and the fact that she never actually worked with you, but then all she's done is learnt through social media is obviously a testament to both of your work obviously because obviously you that the message is getting out there and it's obviously you're you're, you're being the role model that we're that we obviously we what they let our community needs so yeah i'm looking mean, i'm looking forward to next week's and Go i think
0: on. just i mean just to add like we've spoken about everybody on the team and like i think i can't remember how many of you are on now i really can't remember how many there are of you there's lots of you um but, but i have like i said i've handpicked all of you like literally handpicked you. I mean, um, Rosie, Alex, Bernie, Rory, M M, Chris, like a lot of people to remember. There's a lot of Mm. Christmas presents to buy as well. But, um, but yeah, no, but the thing I love about all of you is that we're all aligned and I'm, I'm not like, I appreciate that. I'm the one that people look up to, but I'm also, you know, I've always been a very collaborative leader. So for me, sometimes I'm not going to take the lead. I'm going to let Chris take the lead. I'm going to let Alex take the lead because there are going to be certain areas in what we do and how we're growing where you will have much more expertise in it than I will. But don't you
2: think it's like, I just don't understand how else you can work because to try and do everything on your own is just... nightmare like i couldn't even begin to imagine how it would be to try and you know as a coach like you know if i don't know and i've always worked with professional other professionals because if i don't i i take great confidence in what i do and then i take great confidence knowing that i don't know knowing what i don't know so i can just i don't know that i'm gonna i know someone who does and we're gonna work together to sort this out and it's it's incredibly empowering as a as a coach to be able to have that and Mm -hmm. the same thing i have with the entire team it's like i literally I don't want, like, I know someone who's going to get that answer so much quicker and so much more effectively because obviously they have the experience. And that's what the whole team brings. Collaborative. Uh, guys, can you talk about Ultra X maybe? I thought it'd be really nice to slide that. that one in because it was, you both kind of got another. Guys, I don't know if you guys are listening, Hannah's got a few hats here. Um, <laughs> and, and I don't know, maybe you should jump in there, Hannah, and just sort of talk about Ultra X maybe.
1: Sure. So, um... Ultra X, you guys may have listened to Jamie and Sam on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, Jamie and Sam are my bosses, which sounds very bizarre, um, but they are, um, and and incredible bosses at that. Now, I met Jamie and Sam uh, last year. I did a Ultra X race in Jordan, uh, which was one of their kind of full events. So Ultra X pride themselves on running ultra marathons in some of the most beautiful parts of the world, uh, including the Wadi Rum Desert the Copper Canyons in Mexico, Sri Lanka, Azores, and um, coming up in just two and a half weeks, the Peak District, uh, which is which is very, very exciting and, and super excited to have Rini there racing it as well. Um, and I actually did the Jordan race last year, which is where I met Jamie and Sam, and anyone who's spent more than two minutes of me will have absolutely have heard that I ran across the desert because I tell everyone, Um, but I did and and it was an absolutely life-changing experience and and I could talk about this for days so I'm going to keep it short, but um, I was absolutely not the type of person that would enjoy camping, having no access to a toilet, having no access to a bed or a proper bed, um, having no access to a shower uh, for five days. But I was the type of person that liked running a really, really long way uh, and seeing beautiful places. So I was, I was bribed, I'd like to say, into into signing up to Jordan, and and I just don't regret it for one second. It was completely life changing. It gave me so much confidence, not only in my physical ability, but in my mental ability. Um, I met some incredible, incredible people who still to this day I remain very, very close friends, and, and I speak to you know at least multiple times a week, and they're fantastic, and it obviously led me to my job now i was in a job at fresh fitness food which i was i was pretty sure i'd never leave to be honest um, i'd been there a long time uh, the ceo was a very very good friend of mine still is a very very good friend of mine uh, it's an incredible team my my boss there was fantastic uh, my manager sorry maddie and um and i just didn't think i'd leave i guess partly through kind of convenience and the fact that i'd always been there and i love my job partly because I was very invested in the company, but I remember someone asking me to name three brands that if I could work for, uh, if I was to leave and if I could pick to work for three brands in the entire world, who they'd be. And one of them was ultra X, um, which sounds very corny and very cheesy, but it was. So when um, Jamie reached out to me and told me they were looking for a community and partnerships manager uh, and did I know anyone? I replied with, yeah, and he said, okay, but don't tell them and don't tell anyone. I have a really bad habit of telling everyone about ultra X races before they're launched. Uh, so he was like, don't tell them, don't tell anyone. And I was like, well, this is awkward because it's me. <laughs> he was like, oh, right. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think probably two months later, I started my job and it has been, you know, everything, everything I can imagine and more and, and the team are incredible. And in the same way, King Renie McGregor they're just so passionate about what they do and i remember telling renee how great they were and i knew that she'd love them as soon as she met them and and i obviously had had a good relationship with renee at the time and could not have thought of anyone better to bring on as our kind of Lead on, on diet and nutrition. Uh, so I asked Reenie if she'd consider coming onto the team uh, and bribed her with some race places. And <laughs> she said yes. And, and now is our kind of um, head of nutrition and head of, of diet at Ultra X, which is incredibly exciting for me to be able to bring Reenie into something that I know she loves and bring her into this incredible community. Um, the boys always say, and excuse my language, But there's a a no dickhead filter on these races and i really do think that's true the people that you meet are just incredible they they come from you know all walks of life all ends of the world but everyone comes together over this challenge over this week or two days whether the race is five days or two days we run halves and fulls but everyone is in it together and it doesn't matter whether you're at the front of the pack or whether you're at the back of the pack everyone kind of unites over what for some people will be the most challenging thing they will ever do and and i remember jamie saying this on day three which tends to be the long day um, and he said this will be one of the toughest things you will ever and maybe you know have ever done but it will be worth it and he was 100 percent right so Ultra X is now growing uh, with our team of kind of ambassadors and experts, and, and Rini was kind of the first one that I brought on in my role, uh, and she's she's joined at a weird old time as I have because obviously we haven't been able to have any races, uh, but we do have one in two and a half weeks. Ultra X England is landing, and it is going to be it's going to be truly truly incredible. And Rini has been incredibly helpful and um, supporting our athletes and ambassadors, answering their millions of questions, coming out on training runs, and that really is what. Tracks is all about, you know, bringing people together, not just at the races, but on their journey to these races.
0: Yeah, no, um, when she says I've been helpful with the ambassadors, it's usually they ask me a question as I'm running off a bloody hill. It's <laughs> like, can we just get to the top and then I'll answer that question? <laughs> But um yeah, no, I'm really, really, really excited. Like I cannot wait. Um one because it's the only race I would have done this year. Um but actually I'm really excited about racing. I don't normally say that, do I, Chris?
2: No, but you've you've kind of been saving this one up for a while, so I d-
0: I'm really excited because I I I've trained quite hard. I mean, I have no expectation of, of you know. Kind of doing particularly well, but I just know I want to. I will finish it because I have trained hard, and I'm really looking forward to it. And the peaks are so beautiful. Um, also where Rosie lives, so it's very exciting because I get to see her again. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's I'm really 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 looking forward to. I just think the whole weekend is going to be so much fun as well. And I and again having done a lot of um ultra races in the past, not with Ultra X, this is my first one with them, but just that that whole mentality of of getting together for a fun weekend just running lots of miles is is actually i'm just really excited i can't wait yeah and there's pizza there's pizza and beer as well obviously as we know that's like typical Reini end and <laughs> after a long run that's what we do drink beer and eat pizza it's all good <laughs> bed. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah exactly Han, you have been brilliant um we God, I I think we could just carry on talking like we do. We say this with everybody we do on the podcast, but, you know, I think this is probably one of our longest podcasts, I think. Um, And it's been brilliant having you here. Um, We can ask you one question because we always ask this question. It's kind of unfair because you have actually already done this a few times for me, but we'll do it. We'll ask for Chris's Chris's sake. Um, But if you could take us for dinner, where would you take us?
1: This is a tricky one because I've taken you and I mean obviously bills for the sausages. <laughs> uh, no, I think if I could take can I say a restaurant that's actually not open anymore but it was just really delicious, so I'd really Go like, for it. Okay. So there's this there used to be this restaurant. I always say this, but there used to be this restaurant in Soho called Bulls and Co. And you basically like pick your meatball, and they came in like a little kind of ramekin thing, and you picked your sauce, um, and then you picked your sides, and you could get like pesto or a cheesy sauce, like a tomato sauce, and they were incredible. They were so delicious. But you could get veggie ones as well, so there was like beetroot and feta ones, um, and they were so so yum. And then they had you could pick a series of side dishes, and they were the most incredible side dishes, like. There was this like dofenwall potato that had like six cheeses and it was so delicious and like so crispy and caramelized on the top. And then there was this like random like salad-y thing and the dressing was like prosecco like flavored or you know whatever dressing. And the food was just so so good. There was this like sweet potato spaghetti cheesy like bake thing. It was so good and it was on I think it's George Street I think. Maybe I'm mad but I'm wrong. And so it was like a kind of tucked away little street and the restaurant was really tiny, like it probably only sat eight people. But I actually went there like three or four times. And I wish I'd have gone more because it was so young, but it's now sadly shut down.
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to Google it here actually. I am just looking I'm just thinking that sounds like a good <laughs> that one. That does sound like a really good so, one. So yeah, but... I was just hoping it might have reopen somewhere else, but you know, maybe. down the south somewhere.
0: Maybe something like we need to think about in yeah. Winnie McGregor. I, I like maybe, it. maybe that's our next. What we do next? Yeah, well I mean, web- I don't know. I'm not that good at cooking. On well the website
2: know. here, and no, no lucky it's 2015. You're right.
1: It's <laughs> <was so> good <laughs> awesome. And really delicious, like good ingredients and lovely service, and they were just—it was just so
0: so good. So I really wish fingers crossed. Nice. Please back. come back. Bring Please come back. back. <laughs> awesome. Anna, again, you've been brilliant. Um, I, I'm sure we'll speak later this evening because that's what we normally do. Um, but we will be seeing you very soon because we have our team day coming up. But thank you so much. You've just been a really, I think, again, just a really interesting story for people to hear mm. and understand where you come from and where you are now and, and everything that you do and all those hats that you, that you fill. So thank you and thank you for being part of Team Reena McGregor. Um, and we will see you very soon. Uh, thank you so much for having me, guys. Have a lovely rest of the day. Okay. Bye.